Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to poker tournament strategy. Now here's your host, Clayton Fletcher. Hello everyone and welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. My name is Killingbird, and I've retaken over the controls of the TPE podcast. Clayton Fletcher is on a summer vacation. Actually, that's not true. I actually don't know where Clayton is, but <laughs> we're filling in for him today. I'm joined by my good friend, AZN All in 007, Mark Aliota. What's up, buddy? We're officially the B Squad. Yes. I was actually, you know, it was funny. I was thinking about that today. I'm like, can we call ourselves the B Squad, or is that like pat- patent pending? Actually, no, no, that's patent pending. All right, we're like the... C Squad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, C minus. Let's be honest. I know we can't. Poker Road would get pissed. They may sue the shit out of us. Yeah, we don't need any lawsuits. No, we're good off those. Have too many of those. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, we were trying to get a. We had so we were watching the World Series of Poker main event. Let's go back a little bit. And me and Mark were uh, chirping back and forth about hands, and we're like, oh, you know, we got to talk about this one on the podcast. That'll be cool. Uh, and I hit up Clayton. And said, "Hey, we we want to come on the podcast and do those hands," uh, and he actually was not available to do it today. And I'm leaving on vacation tomorrow, so I he said, "Well, why don't you guys just go ahead and do it, and I'll take a week off." And I said, "You deserve a week off, Clayton. You were tired all summer, put on a podcast <laughs> every single week, so we'll let him well, have a week off." Hey, props to him though. I did see he I didn't get to listen to him all, but he did so many podcasts, and he yeah. literally got one out in Vegas once a week. That's I think we put out like. When we were going for a month and a half, we were putting out, like, three TP lives tops. Yeah. So, yeah, props to him for that. Yeah, it's a pretty good accomplishment. Um, so, yeah, everybody make sure you give him some love on the on the social medias and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to be talking about some hands from the World Series today, but first I thought we should probably just catch up on life and whatnot. Um, as you know, Mark and I were out in Vegas for the World Series. We didn't do much World Seriesing, <laughs> but we were there. Um but it was good times. Uh, we had the TP meetup, uh, which is always a blast, and uh, got to see all our old friends and fellow TP pros. New friends, like she got to meet Venom, like which was oh, cool. Yeah, that's right. I, I was like, he's like, I'm Venom. I'm like, huh? He's like, I'm Venom from Twitter, and I'm like, holy shit! Like I've been talking to that dude for years, so like, <laughs> it's nice to put a face to the Twitter profile. Um, yeah, I'm forgetting other people too. Um. Ron was cool. Yeah, it's been Another a hot guy. minute now. Yeah, I was also wasted too. <laughs> but I, I found new friends, new followers on Twitter. Um, so yeah, a blast as usual. For me, Chart, let me tell you, I fucking I caught the bug again. Like, as you know, like I wouldn't consider myself a full on professional anymore. Although I mean, shoot, I still think I'd do really well if I did play full-time. I'm kind of just waiting for it to be legalized in California. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like being out there even for 10 days, and I didn't play an event. I played online a couple times. I just kind of, just like the whole atmosphere of it, like I, I kind of caught the bug. And I told you when I got back, I think I grinded like three of the first five days I was back. <laughs> I watched every event. Uh, on Poker Go and CBS, I watched the entire main event, like start to finish. Didn't miss a minute of it. So yeah, I'm like, 
a heroin addict back on heroin. <laughs> it was funny because it started in Vegas. Because I remember a couple times I walked in from like the pool or something, and I'm like, "What are you doing, Sharp?" You're like, "I'm just grinding this five dollar bird on ACR." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" No, there's a time. I think you went to bed at one one night, and I was grinding an ACR bird to like three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> just found your heart in Vegas. Yeah, I I did. I don't know. Like when when you don't when you don't play full time. The game is slightly – I mean, it's more enjoyable. I'm not trying to tell people not to play full-time. I'm just in a place where I don't have to anymore, which is great. Um, but, yeah, like I, I really enjoyed the game. Came back, like, re, like final tabled something, and I told Ben, Ben Reason, and he's like, yo, really called me instantly, did a full hand history review. And I, <laughs> and like talking to someone that's been playing the whole time, like the past two years, like hardcore. Um, yeah, like the game has changed so much. I mean, and I'm still coaching and stuff, and I'm still playing, just not every day. Right. So right. having someone that is playing every day review your stuff is like, whoa, like the game, you can do this now. Um, right. super, that's why poker's sick, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Well, welcome back to the poker streets, if you will. <laughs> Man, I just if it comes back to California eventually, I got nothing against the sites that are open now. Um, I would just prefer to be able to get 1099 and stuff, uh, <laughs> to be able to buy homes, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, lot little things like being able to live. Yeah, and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fine. But yeah, no, Vegas was a blast. Top golf, craps till eight in the morning. Yeah, those were good times. I'm ready to Dull do it all Geek again. Too. Dull Geek's a legend. Like, so, TP member Dull Geek. Yeah, it was super cool to hang out I'm not calling him Mark. He's Dull Geek for life. Always. He's at the craps table with us till around 2.30. We're like, dude, just wait. We'll leave in like 30 minutes. We, we end up going on a little bit here. <laughs> and he's busto by this time. He leaves. We all like to the moon. <laughs> Crush crap. Oh, man. What a blast. What a yeah. blast. That was one of the best crap runs, crap, crap, craps runs I've ever had. Dude, you remember my role, right? Where I was literally holding my dick because I oh, had to yeah. so bad. And they would not let you leave. I was like, come on, man! Like, Pat, like I was on a good, like maybe thirty, eh, maybe twenty to thirty minute roll. Probably wasn't much longer than that. But I had to pee the whole time because I was pounding Medellas like it was my job. <laughs> and I literally, I mean, this is kind of disgusting, but I was literally pinching the head of my. <laughs> Is that too much? No, I think that's... I mean, I mean, I had to go really bad, dude. And, like, so then once I finished my roll, I remember trying to run. And, like, I think both my kidneys just gave out on me. Like, I almost hit the ground when I was running to the bathroom. <laughs> you were so, definitely running, like, sort of crooked inside. Like, you look oh, like the I, hunchback. I mean, I do that anyway because I'm kind of fat and penguiny. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, shout out to the Orleans for... Uh, a great little craps run. That was a blast. Yeah, our new home casino, as we like to call it. Yeah, we, it's always funny to me. We have rules. We're like, yeah, all right, guys. We'll be home by one, like in bed by two, get up and grind. Uh, it, it was – we walk outside and it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were like, it might almost be like – it might be getting close to like sunrise or whatever. And then we walk outside and it's like full-on noon or something. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the sun is, is straight up in the sky. I'm just like, oh – Okay, that's Vegas. No, there's nothing worse than that, too, when you're hammered and, like, you're in the casino ice cold at night to the morning, and you walk outside and this blistering heat just hits you. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and then you have to go home and try to go to bed. 
We did that twice, basically, out of the 10 days we were there. The TP party, we were pretty bad. And then the crash. So, so that's not too bad. Two nights out of 10 isn't bad. Yeah, it could have been way worse. <laughs> We've done worse. Before. It could have been 50% of the night. So <laughs> shout, out, shout out to us. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of poker trips, I think I, I'm going to be in uh, Reno for Run It Up Reno in October. So anybody who's listening who's going to that, hit me up. We can meet up. And I think you're going as well. Yeah, I mean, I got... That's a three-hour drive for us. I got a bunch of buddies coming out there, taking off work. So, yeah, that should be – we went last year. It was the same one, right? It was in October. Yes. Yeah, it was because it was right before I left Vegas. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I can't wait. Like, football there, and then I didn't actually play – shocker, didn't play poker again. Um, but, yeah – just the Peppermill Casino is awesome. So, and the event was cool. It was like upstairs in its own spot. Um, a lot of tables and like yeah, I was looking at the schedule. The schedule is like fucking money. A lot of lower buy-ins, some turbos, satellites. Oh, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um. Okay. So before we get into the actual hands, let's just talk about like general thoughts on the main event this year. Uh, in terms of, I don't know, whatever we want to talk about, I guess. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll say, like I said on Twitter, this is kind of the first time where I, like, genuinely didn't really care that much who was going to win, with, I guess, one exception. Like, I was like, all these guys seem like really good dudes. Like, usually there's, like, a couple of villains, or people just annoy me or rub me the wrong way, or or there's somebody I want to win for some weird reason. But this time I was just like, man, like, this is just a bunch of good guys, like, I don't know. Felt like a, a a very good final table. Like not any like, well, I guess I kind of learned this. Some of these guys were crushers, but at the time, I, like I didn't realize how good San Martino was at the time. Um, yeah, so I knew like he final tabled. I think it was, oh God, I'm so bad. It was a horse event or or an eight game or something like that. He had final tabled something else, so I watched him and I remember him from Stars. He's like an absolute sicko. Um, last year, Sin was a sicko, and the other there were some good players there, but Sin was the best player. Um, Roman Chess Livingston, who took third, I, I remember him as well. I, I, I so I had to check his stats, and and they're okay for tournaments. I think he, I don't know if he plays. I think he plays a lot of live tournaments, and he, which he does crush and maybe cash. Uh, tournament stuff wasn't great. I'm, I'm not talking shit. Um, but I definitely thought the two finalists were by far and away uh, the two best players. So the head-up battle was, uh, like, awesome. Yeah. Uh, you had, like, a 53-year-old Hossein Ensign, who I think he won a WPT or EPT. And then you have Dario Sammartino, like, the younger. I think he's, like, maybe high 20s, low 30s. I'm not sure. Um, but younger. And, like... It was just a contrast of styles. One guy's like, I don't want to say Dario's like GTO, but I'm, I, I guarantee you he's PO solved. And then you have Jose and Ensign, who's probably, I mean, maybe he has, but he just plays a different style, which is why head up. Because going in the head up, I was like, because we had money on it, and I actually had a bet on Dario, 100 to win 900. Um, I was like, man, I kind of felt like I was a lock, but... He just got outplayed. He also got outflopped too. Yeah. But I think Hossein's style was really hard for Dario to adjust to because it was something he hadn't seen. Um, 
It, it was awesome. Like I, the whole final table was great. I'm happy we got. Uh, we struck lightning. I mean, it was awesome to have the two best players heads up though. That deep too. Um, people don't read. I wrote my buddies who don't play professionally come over. They're like, dude, why was nobody raising like three betting pre-flop? I'm like, dude, they're so deep. Like yeah. <laughs> where um, you, you, I mean, I'm not saying you don't want a three bet, but it makes sense not to just play hella flops, especially if you're Dario and you think you're better post flop, which right. actually was kind of debatable head up. Um, but it was sick seeing Dario adjust when he got to like 25, 30 big blinds. He started limping more. Mm-hmm. It was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I, I was pretty much fascinated by the, like, all the small, like, blocker bets and stuff that Ensign was doing. Like, at first I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, he's, like, he's making, like, these 2 million bets into, like, 22 million and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, and some of them being bluffs, too. Like, yeah. it was sick. Just, I, I mean, he, he was, he balanced his range really well in that spot. I, I Again, I told you I was super impressed. Like, Dario had to make... Really, really tough folds, tough calls. I, I, Adario was in second a lot. Like, I don't want to act like he got completely outplayed. Like, he literally just had the second best hand in river spots where he couldn't really fold. Right. Um. So, yeah, it, it was awesome. And the last hand, you can't really fault either, Um, where he picks up a gutter on the turn of flush draw. But, yeah, if you haven't watched it, highly recommend it. It's, like, free tournament poker edge videos. <laughs> it's hot. Like, especially the heads up. Um, I mean, even the full ring was good. Like, Gary Gates, I don't know, like, the guy who works for Stars, he played really well. Like, I don't know if he's a professional. Um, Kevin Moz was fucking tilting, like. Yeah. That was my, the only guy I just couldn't bring myself to root for. And I'm sure he's a very nice guy. Like, I'm not going to talk that much. I bet my life he's a nice guy. Just in his interviews, he sounded like a nice guy. He, he thinks it tilts players, and, like, maybe it does. I mean, it tilts me. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just poor etiquette. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, and it's, if you're like, if you're playing events at the World Series, you should want the game to get bigger so more fish come. And what he does deters that. Yeah. Um, it, it, people that haven't seen it, he just tanks with like 10 4. Under the gun opens, he's in the cutoff with 10 4 offsuit, and he tanks for literally 30 seconds. Um, and kind of the guy you want to just slap the shit out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Not to be rude, but <laughs> if he like if he said something like, "Well, I'm just trying to like be super balanced or whatever, and like act the same on every hand, blah blah blah," I'd be like, "Okay, that's still annoying, but I guess you have some weird strategy." I mean, it's kind of but... what he did say. Oh, I, I see. I thought he had literally came out and said, "I do it because it makes people mad." <laughs> That was part... Yeah, I mean, that that was most of it. But, like, he was tanking just as much. I mean, they ended up getting him to speed up. I mean, he was doing it with good hands, too. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just no place for that in poker. Like, you can do that on your own, like... But when you're on TV and you're playing in World Series events, like, you, we need the game to build. Yeah. Um, incredible that we almost broke... We, uh, but the poker community almost broke the record... I know, um, crazy. So yeah, I don't think there's any place for it. It's, I think it got blown out of proportion a little bit. I mean, it is tilting as shit, but he's there, like it's his money. Yeah, true. Uh, he's yeah, entitled to do what he wants. There's no rules against it, so technically, it's, you know, there's nothing bad about it. Yeah. Oh, this wow, completely off topic, <laughs> but 
Did you see what Negranu posted the other day about VPNing? So no. let me ask. Oh, I, I did see this actually. Yeah. So yeah, I want, I'm going to ask you. So do you think if you're in the United States? I'm Mark Galliotto, and my, my name on SARS was Mark Galliotto. Yes, I was that dolt. <laughs> <clears throat> do you think it's cheating if I VPN from the United States under that same name, and I'm playing on Poker Stars through a VPN? Am I cheating? Um. So I kind of. When I first saw this, I was kind of like, yeah, it's not really cheating. It's more of like a moral or ethical like thing that I guess I could be against, but it's not like cheating per se. But somebody did bring up a good point. Shane Schlager? It might have been Shane, yeah, who was like, hey, you know, if, if I have to get up, drive three hours to Mexico, like check into a hotel room, set up all my, you know, get less sleep than you, blah, 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 and you just get to turn your computer on and start playing, then you have an edge because you're not following the rules. So that kind of made me think it is. I don't think it's like some like like sin that you know punishable by death or anything. But I, I guess I do think it is technically cheating. I, I, I mean, okay, if you go by like Wikipedia definition of cheating, it probably is because it's against Poker Stars rules. But like ethically wise, I have no problem with it. Like I think you were saying that. Like I, I don't. I, first off, if you're doing it under someone another account, that's obviously cheating. Right. Um, I, I honestly still wouldn't be against that because I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I guess if I was at a final table with someone I didn't know that it was Phil Ivy, that would kind of suck. I mean, I would be probably pissed about that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I don't think it's cheating. I, I you may, you, I, I think that was Shane Slager that said that. I think he makes good points, but I think as long as you're playing under the same name, I mean, that's such an extreme case, like flying to Mexico. Uh, right. I mean, even moving to Mexico or something does take effort. Um, and yeah, money. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Time. Like, it's it's weird. Like, I don't know. I, I it, it doesn't bother me. At all. Yeah, like, I, I would say it doesn't bother me. I, I think maybe it would bother me. Like, I, I know this is like a selfish answer, but like, I guess if I lived somewhere where I could play on stars and I got, you know, and I knew that there were people VPNing and they were beating me, it would probably bother me. But I'm, I, I can only be on one side of this ethical dilemma, and that's the side of VPNing somewhere to play, which I obviously don't. But yeah, so I guess it doesn't bother me because it would, ne it could never affect me, at least not right now. Um, like I said, maybe it would bother me if it could affect me, but I don't. I kind of still don't think it would. Uh, yeah, see, I, for my, my def definition of cheating, it's like not even close to cheating. Um, okay, so here's another question. Let's go. If you knew someone was doing that under their name, you would never snitch. No. Would you snitch if they were doing it under their own name, under a different name? No. Neither would I. <laughs> I think that, like, that falls into that, like, this isn't my business. Again, again, if it was against me, I guess maybe that could change. I, I don't know, because I think I'd have to be in the situation to know. I still might just be like, oh, well, I don't know, dude wants to play poker, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, so it is a big edge if someone's playing, like if Phil Ivey's playing under someone else's name, that would suck, because you wouldn't know it was Phil Ivey, but it's still a game, like, that is an edge, especially if Phil Ivey knew who I was. Right. So, but like, 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an edge. I would be kind of upset about that. I would never snitch or tell. Um, God, that would suck. It was like a final table of a dub coop, though, which I, I think it's happened. Someone also posted about that, how someone won the dub coop main under a different name. Wow. The guy had no results and, like, got questioned, cashed out all quick, and I guess he got away with it. But the guy had literally no results, and it was, like, some big-name pro. <laughs> I mean, that's fucked up, but... All right, that was sidetracked. Sorry. I, I thought that was a pretty cool... I'm not a diehard Negronio fan or anything, but I actually enjoyed that poll. Yeah. It's like one of the first times I've agreed with Negronio, too, because for my definition of cheating, if you're playing under the same name, I don't find that malicious at all, I guess. Right. I wonder if he would have ever posted that if he still worked for... Um... Stars. stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought he did work for Stars, and then I realized that the two final tables he was at, he wasn't wearing any star stuff. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it, to me, it kind of it feels a little bit like a lot of like I I feel like the the fact that Americans can't play poker unrestricted is a is you know bullshit. Obviously, so part of it is just kind of like, well, fuck these stupid laws. Do whatever you have to do to play poker. I don't really care. <laughs> You know, like, there's a lot of laws I disagree It's like, uh, I don't know, like, smoking pot or whatever. Like, just, yeah, it's illegal to smoke pot. Do I think it's bad or wrong? No. Go ahead, smoke all you want. Or at least in my it's, state. No, it's illegal in some states. Yeah, I should say, in, uh, sorry, in my state it's illegal. <laughs> Dude, so, like, yeah, I, there was, there's been some other things, too, that have been going on. Um, like, did you see the World Series of Poker hand where they the chips went elsewhere? Oh yeah, that was crazy. John Borenstein tweeted it. Um, I think he's a East Coast reg. Like the chips went the wrong way. <laughs> and WSOB.com has not responded whatsoever, which is crazy. I know. Well, I think they responded yesterday, but oh, it was they like did post- it was cookie cutters like email us at World Series. I don't know. Wow. So yeah. It kind of makes you wonder how many times that's happened and people just don't notice. Like if you're I, I was pissed. I was like, like wonder if that happened to me. I know. I need to go back and, re- and review my hand history from the bracelet event. The, the thing is, is like if we want to talk about cheating or stealing, let's talk about how Stars ended Supernova Elites and yeah. not. I think they maybe did compensate them something. I don't know, but it wasn't what they were supposed to get. I mean, you want to talk about cheating? That's like Supernova Elites that didn't get to reap the benefits of that whatever rate back percentage it is the following year. I mean, they got fucked. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, there's so many crazy. That, things that's like literally that. robbery. Like, and that would never happen in regulated poker. You could never get away with that. It's literally robbery. That's the crazy thing. Is like, stars is regulated. Like, is, isn't this the job of the people who regulate these sites to say, hey, you can't do that? <laughs> like, what are they? What are they like doing? I, I don't understand. Well, they're not. They're... Yeah, I mean, I, they are regulated, just not in the U.S. I guess. Um, I mean, they, that could not happen in the U.S. That couldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't think so. I mean, I guess we'll find out, right? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think they'd ever do that. Like, are they? I don't know. Will they compensate this guy his eleven dollars? <laughs> well, I guess it's more than eleven dollars because it was tournament chips. But I don't know. That'll be interesting to see what what the result is. Hopefully, whoever <laughs> tweeted that will tell us. That's so messed up. Like, that's so messed up. So basically, what happened is the guy won a side pot, and the the side some of the side pot chips online went to another player and like he played the video it's John Bornstein is his Twitter handle I don't know what his handle is but that's his name 
and he played the video, and I was watching. I was like, "What the hell? Like, this is insane." <laughs> um, speaking of cheating, then you have Maurice Hawkins. <laughs> Did you see that? The Poker News tweeted about that. Oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah, Maurice Hawkins. Like, you you know, this is becoming the gossip show. Jeff. I like it. <laughs> um, Who needs hands? Yeah, and speaking of robbery, basically robbed a dude, and now by a court of law has to pay him. They had a backing deal that went south. But like reading that too, and I sent it to you. From what I read, I mean, I I didn't like dig into it too deep. Basically, the guy lost a hundred thousand playing blackjack of the guy's money, and the guy continued to back him, yeah. which is like mind-boggling to me. How rich? <laughs> Like, how rich? Sure, if you told me you lost, like, two grand playing blackjack, first off, I'd laugh. <laughs> I'd be like, you're an idiot. But, like, if you have a backing deal, like, in place for that type of money, um, yeah, like, you would, you just would never back someone that's losing $100,000 playing blackjack. You know what I mean? It's just right. so stupid. But that went to a court of law, and now he's getting paid, which is awesome. So, yeah. let's go. It's it's funny. I remember when you when you texted that story to me. I'm like, man, remember the days when you could, there was nobody you could trust more than a poker player? Like, I always felt like I could lend money to a fellow poker player and never even question that I would get it back. And I, man, those days just seem to be kind of like gone. What about the, what about the days when you would just get like shot for doing that? Like Doyle's day. Like <laughs> right. if Doyle got robbed a hundred thousand, you're taking a bullet to the dome. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's changed now. But nobody nobody's worried about any like retribution, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can't get shot like on spot. <laughs> And like you won't even serve any time. You'd be like, "Oh, he owed him. He robbed him for a hundred thousand. They'd be like, "Oh, eye for an eye. He's good." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, before we get to the hands, there was one thing I wanted to mention, uh, and we kind of jumped away from the World Series. But it, going back to talking about um, growing the game and like you know bringing in new players, blah 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 blah. I think they have to do something about this thing ending at like four in the morning. <laughs> like, well, for you, it's seven. Yeah, it was insane. I, mean, I, I actually finally went to bed. I, I finally like. I have right, a I'm brilliant idea. I, 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 I hold your breath for this one, Chirp. I'm ready. How about we start it at four, <laughs> four Pacific time, seven your time. So maybe it ends at twelve instead yeah. of seven o'clock Pacific time, ten East Coast time, ending at seven a.m. I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Crazy idea. Start it earlier. It ends earlier. Jesus. I mean, it's so silly. Every year, I'm in my bed, iPad out, like half asleep, like taping my eyelids open. Yeah. Like, if I, like, you know, me, who is, who plays a lot of poker, huge poker fan, owns a poker site, has a poker podcast. If even I turned it off and went to bed, imagine what your casual fan did. Like, they quit yeah. five hours before me. Did you record it and not check Twitter? That's what I would have done. Yes, I recorded it, woke right up, went straight to the couch, watched it, then jumped on Twitter. But, like, you shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> like, can you imagine the su ever having the Super Bowl go to, like, 5, 5 a.m.? Like, what? And I, get, I, I assume it has something to do with ESPN's scheduling. Like, ESPN's like, no, you can't have prime time. But so, they give them prime time for the other ones. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I don't get it either. Um, Which has got yeah, to be I mean, 10 o'clock... 10 o'clock is absurd to start the yeah. final three. And, I mean, it was very clear this was going to go a long time. Like, it was going to take – it was funny because, like, hand three, they went two pair over two pair. I was joking to my buddy. I was like, dude, there's, this is going to take five hours. Like, third hand in, two pair over two pair for, like, a massive pot. I'm like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> uh, but it takes that kind of cooler when you're that deep Yeah. for this shit for it to end quickly. 
Um, yeah, yeah so I hope they'll fix that. Like, dumb, like dumb, for dumb. example, all the guys in my home game, who you know, I would call casual to slightly more than casual poker fans. Not a single one of them watched it, and none of them went back. And, I mean, they watched it until they could, and then you know, then it was bedtime. And they and they didn't go back and watch it the next. Oh, that's so sad too because there was so much banter between the two guys head up. Like they were singing together. It was yeah. such a fucking sick dynamic. Like we got so lucky to have those two yeah. head up out of the nine. I mean, maybe Gary Gates would have been good too. He was kind of quiet though. I, I think we got the two best because both ra- the rails was. Oh, wait, we didn't even talk about that. The rails were kind of annoying. Um, yeah, so I'm not like, a big I'm fan so, of the chanting rails. I'm so torn. Like, first off, if I'm Dario, I would hate that. Like, I, I could, I, if you, like, say I was there and a bunch of the TP guys, I'm at the final table, and you guys would know not to. I'd be like, yo, we're not doing the chant unless I win a hand or something. Right. But during hands, just keep it cool. Right. Um, yeah, I was so but, happy because at one point, Ensign, they were like, oh, Ensign just told his rail to be quiet while San Martino was thinking. And I was like, all right, Ensign, respect, man, I got it. it and then so like five funny. minutes later, five minutes later, like, oh no, it turns out he was telling them to be louder. He was asking them, why are you so quiet? No, 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 that was Dario. That oh, was, was Dario. it Dario? Oh, okay. No, 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 Ensign was, you, so Ensign told his crowd to be quiet when Dario was tanking. Oh, okay, good, good. And they, so Dario said, then Dario got interviewed later about a time where like, you told him to be quiet. He's like, no, 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 I told him to be louder. Like Dario loved it. Um, <laughs> Italians are fucking crazy. But I guess Ensign, it is a cultural thing, too, to some degree. Yeah. Ensign had it in a spot, and uh, it was funny. He told his crowd to be quiet when Dario was tanking, and I was like, what is Dario thinking now? Like, does he think that's a level or something? Super metagame shit that was, like, racing through my head. Um, and that's what makes it so much more depressing that most casual viewers couldn't watch it. It was such a good one. Like, it was one that would have brought fans in, but opportunity lost. I mean, I guess yeah. they do replay it, right? Like, edit it and everything, which I guess... I mean, yeah, they'll do, they do it in, I forget when they, in a couple months, they do it, right? Don't they pl- replay the whole thing? That's like, have done in the past, yeah. Dude, like, so at like 3 a.m., I'm sitting there and I'm just listening to these loud-ass chants from Italians <laughs> and Germans and I'm just like, oh my god, man, like, I just want to watch the poker. I didn't mute it because I had to hear the goat, Jamie. Shout out to Jamie. She crushed it. Yeah, she did a great job. Super proud. She's of her. so good. Like I saw people, some people bashing her on Twitter. I'm just like, dude, shut the fuck. You try doing that for like 12 hours straight yeah. and tell me you're not going to make a mistake in one hand. Like, give me a break. Yeah, sick brag. I've done commentary on a WSOP event. It's so much harder than people realize. And I think if anybody ever did it once, they probably would never criticize any commentator again. Uh, at least, at least not. I mean, you might criticize them for being like douchebags or whatever, but I don't think you'd ever criticize them for like messing up a hand or getting the action wrong or anything like that. Oh, so like I was talking a hand with Thesaurus on Twitter, and like I didn't see the pre-flop action, and like I was talking about the hand, and I was like, oh my, and like he's like explaining to me, I was like, oh yeah, my bad, I'm totally wrong, don't know why I tweeted this, and I was thinking about that, like I could have been in the booth and like literally grabbed my drink and missed the pre-flop action and described the hand completely the wrong way because I didn't see what happened pre-flop um, like I did on Twitter. So yeah. it's like very understandable there's mistakes made. And not everyone plays hands the same way and people are successful playing different styles. So, But I think bashing people on Twitter is just like pretty much laughable. Yeah. Like oh, 90% of the poker community, community is miserable fucks. <laughs> like, that's true. Just people that are broke 
owe their backer hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like even guys that win like 13 circuit rings apparently rob their backers for a hundred thousand plus. Um, sad. It's a weird world. But yeah, we got some hands. Yeah. We should probably jump into some hands. Um, so the first thing we wanted to talk about was, I think a hand a lot of people talked about, which was this fold (coughs) by Livingston of Queens preflop. Um, they were six-handed, I believe, correct? Yeah, six-handed and pretty deep. Uh, I'm trying to find... Well, now I'm trying to look at the shortest stack. So we're at uh, 1.2. So, I mean, even the shortest stack has 20 bigs. But then, like... I mean, Livingston starts with, like, 40. And Gates and, and Ensign have, like, unlimited chips. Wow, yeah, 17 so, it was so short at one time. That's yeah, so he has, like, 22. Maz has... What is Maz at? 30-ish? And then Kai has 20. And just to give the payout jumps, 1.85 for 6th, 2.2 fifth, 4th is 3, 3 million, 3rd 4 million, 2nd 6, 1st 10. Listeners aren't going to remember that, but... Rewind if you need to. So there, you know, there's money to be thought about, to consider here. <laughs> yeah, definitely some ICM implications. Um, so here's the action. Uh, we're at 600,000, 1.2 million blinds. Uh, Livingston is under the gun. And again, we're six-handed. And he makes it uh, 2.8 million. Which is actually the low jack, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, low jack, high jack. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, same thing. Low jack, under the gun, six-handed. Yeah. Um, San Martino flats. He's in the cutoff. So he flats the 2.8. And then it folds to Gates, who's in the big blind. With over 100 big blinds, like 140 big blinds or something like that. Absurd. Yeah, super deep. Second in chips. Yeah, and he makes it 13.3 million. Now, as I mentioned, Livingston has queens here. So I don't even know. I mean, we can say what Gates has. I don't think it matters that much. Um which is but, like a little over 4x, 3-bet out of the big... I mean, it's a squeeze. Um, it's actually a really good... I, I, you know what? Okay, so here's one thing you got to think about. Dario flatting, right, off his specific stack. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple things. I mean, so if, if Dario is trapping, like, Gates is fine getting it in with what he's holding because Gates has pocket 10s. He's fine getting in 24 big lines. If Dar- I mean, he's not going to be happy if Dario gets it in because he's probably dead because Dario doesn't have ace-king here. He's going to have, like, some of the Broadway, suited Broadways. He's not going to have 9-10 suited. He's going to have a lot of pocket pairs, but actually not a lot of pocket pairs. He's going to have, like, maybe sevens to... God, I don't know what Dario would do here with tens. He might just flat as well. He probably does just flat tens. He's probably going to have sevens to tens, sixes he might fold, and then jacks he probably just three bet gets in. So he's got a pretty tight range, and then he's got aces and kings. Yeah. Uh, don't think he has queens. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, maybe he has queens, um, depending on what he thinks about the players behind him. Especially since there is two reship stacks. Well, I guess Maz isn't. Maz can shove thirty here, and Kai's in the small blind with twenty. So, yeah, he can have queens, um, I guess. So he's got a pretty tight range, though. So when Gates three bets this, I, I would imagine Gates has something. 
Yeah. Especially given the situation at the final table. Um, now, is that something better than Queens is what we're going to discuss, right? Yeah, I think that's what gets interesting to me. Um, like, I think the first thing I said to myself was, well, if we're folding Queens, what aren't we folding? I guess we're saying we're literally not folding Aces or King. <laughs> and maybe Ace-King. Um, I just don't know if he, like, this... And we we kind of talked about this before the podcast. I guess this this three bet squeeze isn't as big as I kind of originally thought it was. I mean, it goes from two point eight to thirteen point three, which and, and there's a call. Yeah, yeah, with the call in the middle. And he's out of position. It's it's actually not it's not crazy big at all. You're right. Right. But I do kind of think it's not. I think it's too big for Gates's hand to be aces and possibly can't. Like I don't know if he's going to try to blow these two off of smaller pairs. Or it yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, is he gonna? What's he gonna make it with aces or kings? Maybe like eleven. It's not too much bigger. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, than that. So, I, well, he's got a hand. Like, I'm just putting myself in Livingston's shoes. He's got a hand. Livingston's not some multimillionaire. Because here's the thing: the ICM. If you're just doing what the places are worth, that's fine. But it's actually flawed because first place is worth ten million. But what is first place really worth? Like maybe an extra two million, an extra three, just on like. I mean, you're gonna get free tournament entries. You're gonna get invited places. You're gonna go on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I gotta think it's worth at least another two to three mil. Yeah. So. There's a lot of equity, and then like I don't know, like just winning the main event. There's a. I mean, for me, you can't really put a dollar amount on that. So. I'm going to play to win. Now, I, st- I saw a lot of, like, top high-end players comment on this hand, and I'm not even sure I agree with them. Uh, like, okay, so going through what we have now, we know Gates has a hand. We know he has tens. But, like, if we're in Livingston shoes, we know he has hands. Now, Dario has this range of, like, these Broadway-suited hands. So he has a lot more shit that we crush than, like, the nutted aces and kings. But we still have to worry about him. Like, that's still, like... I mean, it, it would be half our stack. Like, it's still something to think about, I guess. I sure. Worry is a bad word. we got to consider it. And, and we we also have, like... A, a chip stack where, like, the middling stack where we cover Kai. We, we d- double Kai. We, we're ahead of Maz. Dario's shorter. I, I think it's a tough spot. Like... At first, I was like, well, we could just call, but, like, I don't even know if I want to call here. Like, I think I, I think I, calling isn't horrible. I think for me, I would either shove or fold. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shoot, there's $20 million out there once he makes this three bet. Uh, almost $21 million, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, what are you, like, what, what are you doing here? This is a tough spot. Like, I... I think I lean fold given the ICM, and maybe that's too nitty. Um, but like those jumps are pretty crazy. I mean, it was one point eight, and like say, even if you just wait, if you wait out one guy, you make four hundred thousand. If you wait out two, you make one point one five million dollars. Yeah. That's kind of the crazy thing is like, if this is, I I, I know that we we talk about this concept on podcasts a decent amount. Like this shouldn't really change things, but. Like, if this is, like, the $11.5K on ACR, like, I'm just probably getting it in every time. Yeah, me too. But, like, 
I think you can change your play in the main event when you're talking about millions of dollars in jumps. That's okay. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I like to think I would get it in. Well, I don't know. I, it's also, I, I can also say that more comfortably because I know Gates has tens. Um, I think I would get it in here, except for the fact that I can, I can honestly clearly see myself sitting at the table looking up and going, oh, the next pay jump is enough money to retire. Like, like buy another home. Like by itself, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, or like, or a role for the World Series for the rest of my life, or whatever. Like, it would be really hard to just not like. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm going to just f- fold to ladder, but like, why take like borderline spots if we don't have? I to mean, it's it's probably like a massively plusy spot. To be fair, like oh, when I was watching it, I was like, well, how is he not getting this in? Like, I would just pile here. Um, I, I don't know. He also has played with Gates much longer than I have, and you have. We didn't play any hands. Um, right. Yeah, that's true. Like we don't know. Like maybe he's never seen Gary Gates three bet anything, like you know, less than Jacks or something. I don't know. And, and flatting isn't horrible because we are in position. Um, I, I, I maybe flat maybe folding is like the worst option, and flatting is the best option. <laughs> I guess the only issue with flatting is like this is going to be a big bloated pot. I mean, yeah, we are in position, but he's gonna. I mean, yeah, but you do like. So, do we think he ever? Like, I just don't think he's bluffing here. I don't think so. I mean, at the very least, he's he's doing it with a less than optimal hand. But I don't think I would call it bluffing. You know what I mean? Like, but so he could have like, like he could have like. I mean, he has to get it in with Dario. Yeah, that's the only down. That that is kind of the weird thing because that's got to tighten his range. Like, is he doing it with like Ace Ten suited? I, I, that would like be the bottom of his range here. Although, if I'm if I'm, see, I don't know Gary Gates' skill. We talked about this earlier. I mean, I know like he seemed pretty good, but man, he can ICM fuck these two so hard, and he could do this with a ton of hands and and basically put them. Like, I I don't I don't think he was playing like that up to yeah, this point. Yeah, it doesn't point. seem like it. Um. Later on, we saw that he was a bit spewy. I think he got tilted or something. I don't know. But he also did have second best often. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, this... I, I don't even know if this is, like, a good spot with, like, just ace, like, six, because you have a blocker, based on the fact that Dario was flatting off such a shorter stack where... I, I don't know. He could be tarping. Like, he yeah. could be a tarp, sure. He could be trapping. Um... I think, like, yeah, and the $11... I mean, like, you're right. Like, $11 rebuy, like, $100 freeze-out, I'm piling queens here. We have queens six-handed with, like, 40 big blinds. Um, I think with the ICM, though, and the money jumps, I would fold, and maybe that's per- that's pretty bitchy. Um, I remember I saw Scott Siever post something, and he's probably a millionaire. It's like, okay, dude, like, you have millions of dollars. <laughs> like, right. These guys are trying to get millions of dollars. Right. Right. Yes, you would get it on... There's a certain amount of prestige... Winning the main event, there's a ton, but these guys like myself and you, like we would be playing for the money here. Like millions of a million dollars is going to change. It's going to change your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there. I think there's there's certainly a, like there's a PO answer to this question, and then oh, PO is get it. PO is like flat at worst. Get it in, yeah. never fall. And then sure. there's like the real life answer. You know what I mean? Like where you're like, okay. I could probably just guarantee myself an extra mill ball if I fold here. It's cool. I like a million dollars. 
like, I'll tell you this. If I was playing at the table and I would seen Gates take advantage of ICM, like, I got, you know, because after 30 minutes, your buddy tells you, he goes, like, yeah, dude, he's kind of fucking the bubble. I would snap get this in. To this point, we hadn't seen that. I mean, I wasn't paying, like, I mean, I was watching it, but I wasn't, like, dissecting every hand. Um, I hadn't seen it that much. So, yeah, I don't hate that Livingston ends up folding. I don't think it's bad. Um, I think he should get it in, like, in a vacuum, playing the right? – like, if we could make this spot, like, ten times, five times, two times in our life, we get it in. But I, I don't hate it, and, like, we know what ends up happening. Livingston uh, – we can't be result-oriented, but Livingston makes himself 2.2 million more – yeah. Whether he would have won it or not, that's the problem with ICM. ICM doesn't take into account like how much better we get with more chips. That's why I've always thought ICM is flawed. Like people live and die by it. And I'm like, dude, I'm so much better when I get more chips. Right. Uh, equate that and then tell me if I still should be folding. But this is a pure like one point two million dollar situation where I I don't know, like I'm fine folding here to find better spots and like chip up elsewhere, like playing small ball. Don't yeah. hate it. Yeah. But like, again, like you said, like in a thousand dollar buying online, I'm piling this in a second. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like an okay thing for people to admit, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, yeah, I'm, cool talking about, <laughs> I'm totally fine talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Saying that, you know? So I think we're on the same, we're on the same page. I think we agree that like, P.O. Solver probably says get this in, and our uh, pocketbooks say, eh, chill for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay, so let's get to three-handed play, Sharp. I have a hand that I want to do. All right. Um, we're three-handed. It's Alex Livingston's Dario Sammartino, Hussein Enson. Dario has roughly $70 million, $68 million. And Alex Livingston has 20 million. Hosan, Hosein Ensan, sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, has 330 million. We are at one second, uh, one two million. So Alex Livingston opens from the button to 4.5 million. Ensan calls from the small blind, and Dario calls from the big blind. The flop 788 rainbow. Goes checked around. Nine on turn. Checked around. Ace on river. Enson checks. Dario checks. Alex Livingston, who was the initial raiser, checked back two streets. Bet 7.5 million. Small blind Enson folds to Dario San Martino with king six. This was a fun hand in, in like the most boring way possible. <laughs> like, yeah, this check, is going to be a quick one, but like, okay, so let's talk about Livingston's bluffs here. Like, yeah, I Livingston doesn't have a, a, any ten, any ten king, ten queen. Those all bet the turn. Right, uh, majority of the time bet the turn. He's also never betting king ten. Check two in position here. He'd just take his showdown value for, you know, ace-king, yeah. uh, ten, a pair of eights. Queen-ten, what we would have found out from, like, 
He would have a lot of sixes you would have found out from. Go ahead. He would have C-bet any ace earlier, like if he had opened. No! See, I don't... See, that's where I disagree. Like, I think it's fine. Like, you're against two players. Like, I don't think... You can check back your ace here on 7-8-8 flop. Like, I think it's totally fine. And if you do, and a 9 comes, you certainly would check a back on the 9 because... At this point, you're like, okay, I just need to get to the river. Like, right, right. Yeah, that's fair. I, and you, you would see bet seven, eight, eight against a small mine and big mine. I think this deep, I'm just gonna stab. Especially, I mean, Ensign's been pretty straightforward, so it's almost. I almost kind of feel like we're playing against San Martino only in terms of somebody making a move on us. So like, San Martino, no, no, Ensign has not played stance. Ensign is crazy. You think? But has he been doing like a bunch of like? Three bet bluffs and stuff in multi. Like, like on the flop, no, no, that's true. But like, he's pretty creative, and like this board smacks a small blind flatting range and a yeah. big blind flatting range. Like, there's there's so many hands that continue here this on seven eight eight. I mean, think about that nine six queen like ten, any seven, ten. obviously any eight gutters. Um, I don't know. Like, I would be pretty happy checking back ace high here. Yeah, but whatever. that's a good point. I, I also think it's fine to bet. I think Peel would have us betting and checking back a decent amount of the time, so yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. I worry about Ensign, though, like, where I would, like... I guess he's in the small blind, which is... I mean, Dario's tricky, too, so... Yeah, I don't know. I would probably be happy to check back here versus two villains. Um yeah. So like when we get to the, when and then we get to the turn like if we did check I mean we have to check back like we have um we have a six I mean we are he hmm. oh no no wait what do we have we have jack we have four. jack four excuse me a six what am I talking about we have jack four so like if we're repping ace high I guess if we had a six ace ten we may bet this nine turn certainly if we had a nine we would bet. Um. So as played with the Jack Four, I mean, first off, I would have C bet Jack Four suited on this board, like where you're like I would check back the A side for because I think we had the best hand a good amount of time. It's okay to protect, but I would certainly be betting the Jack Four suited. There's a club on the board. We have backdoor clubs. We have backdoor straight. I mean, if he's not C betting here, then like it's kind of just like the give up strat, like. We were bet we were opening the steel, didn't work. Let's give up. Right. Yeah, I can river. Go ahead. I, I I agree with you that I would bet the Jack Four because well, a we have two back doors, which is kind of cool. Um, and it's just kind of like I mean, it's the classic only way to win sort of situation, other than going two back doors. <laughs> we also have a pretty great blocker of uh, ten Jack and Jack yeah, yeah, Nine. That's true. Um, Jack eight too, which I guess both could have. Jack seven, both could have. Yeah, and Song could have Jack seven suited. But the story we're telling, I guess, is why I think this hand is so cool. The story is to me is like we have an ace. Like all our bluffs. So like if we're betting Jack four on the flop, like all our bluffs already bet. Right. Like. Like, our complete bluffs with no showdown, ace high or king high, I've already bluffed. Since we didn't and we checked back as the opener, the most likely holding when we get to the river is probably ace-x. <laughs> yeah. In my eyes. Right. Yeah, Which I is mean, why, like... <laughs> go ahead. Like, I would even... 
I, I don't like if I'm Livingston. I don't even if I have King High. I probably don't even bet the river because I think I have. Exactly. I was talking about that earlier. There's no way we would bet bet King High because yeah. we we have the best hand a good amount of the time. Yeah, uh, it's it's a pretty sick call. But yeah, it, so but it makes a ton of sense. Does it? Calling with King High here? Um, yeah. I guess. So what you're saying is it's super polar where we have, but I don't agree that we have Jack forever. Well, maybe only because maybe because my first instinct was to bet this flop with Ace High. So maybe that's why my instinct is to think that King High is good here a bunch because I would have expected Livingston to bet, but you weren't so sure that you would bet Ace High here. So you're you're gonna have a no. And I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure most. Uh, whatever, it's probably very split, but a lot of people have ace high here, including you. Yeah, I think you're. I think you have ace high here. Like, yeah, I, I think that's you. True. Yeah, I okay, guess. So I, what, I guess I'm just saying. What my, my do first... I have on the river, though? This is why it's so crazy to me. Like, I, I don't think you're giving the hand the justice it deserves. What bluffs do I have here? We we'd already bet jack four. Most people are betting jack four, jack five. That's true. Like. All bluffs have already bet on the flop. What do we have here that we're bluffing all of a sudden? Yeah, we don't even really have Queen 10, because I think we would have bet that on the turn. Yeah. Queen Jack? Nah. I mean, I think Queen Jack might bet the flop. Sure, Queen Jack is maybe a candidate. That's cool. Man, it's rainbow. Yeah, that bets on the turn, too, though. That probably bets on the turn. Yeah. It's rainbow, too, so there's not even any flush draws, really, like... Like there's no missed flush draws to bet or anything. Like I, I just don't know where we what we're bluffing with on the river. Apparently Jack four, but like not in my range. That's already bet. Yeah. Like there's not a bluff in my range at this point. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I... Especially that we would put in his opening range. Like I don't even know that I put Jack four. I mean it happens to be there, but. I mean, I guess well, Jack. Well, he's on the button. Yeah, like, three-handed. Very that's true, wide that's from here. Yeah. Um, but that that kind of makes it even tougher. Like, I mean, even five-six got there. The, <laughs> like, the one thing that's cool though, Chirp, is he doesn't have king high ever here. So like, we're not going to be beat by a better king high. Like, if he did yeah. have king ten or king jack, like he's not betting it. Right. So we beat. I mean, we just like those hands aren't betting. The queen jack is like maybe the one queen that like he could have, but like I'd expect him to bet the turn a decent chunk of the time. This is like such I, I would never make this call in my life ever, like ever, ever. That's why I think it's yeah. like the sickest call. The more you talk about it, the more I agree that he should have ace high here. Well, now now a pair of aces a lot. Like as a as a value bet because dude, like you said it too. Like if you have the jack four, you're just betting the flop. Like if you're betting. The flop with ace high just to like take it down. You need to do like, which is okay, but like you certainly need to be doing that with everything that missed. Because this board, like, yes, it might hit the small blind and big blind, but like you're entitled, or you're like it's mandatory to stab and like just take it down. Especially given, I mean, he has a really good hand. You see that as I stated before, backdoor clubs. Oh yeah, he does have backdoor straight. It's the low end. But like backdoor straight, uh, the jack blocker. Well, he has the backdoor low end and the backdoor high end. Oh yeah, I didn't think about the the top. Yeah, you're right. I mean like 
Yeah, how does he not? Can we go back to how he doesn't see Peptis? That's what I'm saying. So like, he doesn't like Dario's not like he's got Jack Four. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know. <laughs> right. Like and like like is he putting him on Jack Deuce? He's not putting him on that. Like, yeah. it, like he's literally he might be putting him on exactly. I don't know. I don't know what he's putting him on, dude. Like you make a good point too about it never being King High because he would just check that for value, like not for value. Yeah, he said the same thing. I mean, yeah. Um. I don't know, dude. This hand is, like, so sick and so, like, way above. And Dario, so people that don't know Dario, they said on the broadcast a couple times, he was, like, this boss that was playing, like, seven, six, seven days a week every day online. He basically, like, didn't quit but stopped playing full time and comes out and, like, final tables to massive events. Um, And he's still able to look this guy up with king high here, like... I, I this hand is like I know like to the viewers it may seem so silly but it's just such a sick spot and I remember texting you I'm like dude and I almost tweeted about it I was just like holy shit like this king high is so elite that I don't even know what to think about it and if anyone listens to this podcast and has a take on this hand please post because <laughs> I don't get the call I think it's an amazing call he's made a bunch he made a queen high call I think he made a jack high call when stuff doesn't make sense. I think Dario's on Team Killing Bird that he doesn't – obviously that he doesn't have an ace here because um, maybe he thinks he bets it on the flop. But he also may know that from previous – who knows? Yeah. This hand like is mind-boggling to me. I, I guess it does beg the question, does – is it like – like, I mean, he's right, right. He made the correct call. Is it a great call, or is it just a call that's going to be wrong like 90% of the time, and he happened to be right this time, and it was on national television? <laughs> it's so hard for me to say that because he's such a better player than right, than, right. than I am. You know, so like, dude, like, can we fucking hit him up on Twitter? <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on the podcast. Talk about this hand with us. You know what? I am going to see if I have some friends that know him. Nice. And I'm going to try to get a little blurb about this because... I think this is, like, an amazing hand. Maybe he'll respect me because, like, the Alioto will be like, oh, like, oh, oh yeah, God, that's right. God. Then he'll be like, do you speak any Italian? I'll be like, no. I'm an <laughs> American adult. <laughs> but, okay, but next time you're in uh, SF, hit me up. I've got a great restaurant for you. To eat. I, I am going to hit him up about this hand. Nice. That's my goal. We'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Who knows? Maybe he'll, maybe he'll come on with us. Maybe we give him a free membership, bro. Yeah. I'm sure he could use some coaching from Killing Bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, a couple of fun hands there. I know we actually have a couple others that we want to uh, we want to chat about at some point, but we got to save some content for, for Mr. Fletcher. So um, we got a few other hands that we'll bring up with him on uh, future episodes. But this was fun, man. Thanks for taking a little time to hang with your boy KB. Oh, man. Had a blast as usual. And, yeah, hopefully I'll get – Maybe the next podcast will have something from Dario talking about that hand. Yeah, that would be sick if we could get him to come on. Who knows? You never know. He He's probably too to big time, but we'll try. Yeah, we'll <laughs> give it a shot. We've had some big time guys on here. Carlos Welch. Oh, we're not Welch. small time. We're not small time. <laughs> Shoot, Andrew almost won the main event. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. By the way, sick run to Andrew. Uh, we probably should have thrown that out there at the very beginning. Uh, probably nobody listening anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, super. That was fun, man, to sweat. Jay uh, Smith had a deep run, too. Yeah. Who was yeah. at the TPE party? Dude, the TPE party run good. Chris Kusha years ago. Oh, that's right. The homie Jay Smith, Andrew, like. 
Hey. Oh, I need to start playing the main event. Dylan. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Dylan. And Pete, too. Had a oh, yeah, run. Pete. That's right. Day okay, four. so here's the deal. If you want to have a deep run in the main, you got to come get hammered with Derek and I at the TV party. I mean, I don't – the sample size is ridiculous here. It's like three of three. Like, give me a break. Yeah. What more do you need? <laughs> Come hang out with us. We'll schedule it for next year already. We'll put We're going to start charging people for the run good. It's a good idea. The bill's starting to get kind of big after all these years. <laughs> oh, man. Well, cool. Uh, thanks again, buddy, for hanging out. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening out there. And uh, we will see you guys all back here next time on the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Hello. Love it, it's not rough, it isn't fun, fun.